It's TechBiter Worldwide with Bill Flynn. The latest on programs and policies, helpful hints, and a bit of occasional nonsense. All in more or less plain English. Podcast number 848 for the 8th of September, 2023. This week, whether you're a graphic designer or not, Adobe Express has something for you. Professionals can use it to give themselves more time for custom creativity, and non-designers can leverage Express to perform tasks they couldn't do by themselves. In short circuits, although Python has been available as a paid add-in for Excel, it'll soon be included in the application. Currently, it's available only in the beta channel for Microsoft 365 Insiders. Installing and using more than one web browser can improve your experience. That's because most browsers offer features not available in the others. How many browsers do you use? And 20 years ago, only on the website, in 2003, Corel was pinning its hopes for the future on an office suite that was based on WordPerfect. You have access to Adobe Express if you're a Creative Cloud subscriber, but it's also available for free. Creative Cloud also includes Photoshop, Illustrator, and other creative tools. So what's the point of Express? That's actually pretty clear after you've used it for a few minutes. Tasks that could be cumbersome and difficult become quick and easy. I'm still recovering from a back injury and surgery, and part of that recovery involves learning to walk again. So when I made five circuits of the track at the community center, I wanted to let some friends know, but I didn't want to spend a lot of time creating a graphic. Express to the rescue! I looked through some various templates, found one that was intended to be a 4th of July greeting. In less than a minute, I had changed happy to five laps and changed 4th of July to 2,997 steps. Then I posted the image. Trifecta. Quick. Easy. Fun. Although Express is included in the Creative Cloud Suite, it can be licensed individually for $10 a month, and there's also a free version that requires only a free Adobe account. There are limitations, of course, but even the basics are pretty impressive. You have access to thousands of templates, a limited collection of royalty-free Adobe stock photos, some Adobe fonts, design assets, quick actions, and other features. Free and paid versions both work on desktop and mobile systems, and the free version even gets 5 gigabytes of online storage. The $10 a month plan includes all premium templates and design assets along with more than 20,000 licensed Adobe fonts, curved type grids and font pairs. You can also use more than 160 million royalty-free Adobe stock collection photos and premium features such as refine, cutout, resize, and graphic groups. In addition to 100 gigabytes of storage, the paid version can create PDF documents and has access to Creative Cloud libraries. It also allows users to add their own branding, logo, colors, and fonts. The premium plan includes several other apps, Premiere Rush for shooting, editing, and sharing videos, Photoshop Express for editing and retouching images, creating collages and combining photos, Adobe Spark Video for creating video slideshows, and Adobe Spark Page for creating web pages. 
If you remember Adobe Spark, you might think that it was a lot like Express. Well, that's very true. Adobe Express is the replacement for Adobe Spark. Express includes all the functionality and content from Spark and adds a lot more. The beta version of Express is available only for desktop computers, but all of the new features will be included in mobile versions when they're out of beta. So you'll find features from Photoshop, background removal, and other photo editing tools, as well as Illustrator-like vector graphics tools and text. Express can also be used for layout design projects, so there are some InDesign features in there, too. Some Firefly functions are present in Express. Firefly is Adobe's AI tool set for Photoshop. It was released in March of this year. So you'll find 3D text effects, a text-to-image generator, and some other Firefly features in Express. More will be added as they become available. One of the handy text effects can cover text with a pattern. I tried asking Express to cover some text with gems and was quickly shown four examples. Users can instruct Express to try again, and each iteration produces a new set of four images. If you're looking for an image to place in the background, describe the image and then choose the type of image you want, photo, graphic, or art. You can also specify a few other techniques. I tried a field of mature corn with sun behind it. You'll see the result on the TechBiter Worldwide website. You might think of Express as a one-stop development application for quickly working with still images, video, and audio. It'd be easy to think of it as a way for non-designers to create effective messages. Well, that's accurate, but it's also a good tool for designers who can use a template to start a project, then rework as much of it as desired for the finished project. Or they can just simply start from scratch the way they always do. It's intended to be quick, easy, and even fun. Creative Cloud subscribers have already been invited to try the beta. If you haven't received your invitation yet and you are a Creative Cloud subscriber, head over to the Express site where you can sign up. You'll find a link on the TechBiter Worldwide website. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here. And support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. Microsoft's PR team is excited about the addition of Python to Excel. This is a big deal, but it's currently just for Microsoft 365 insiders who are enrolled in the beta channel. And maybe it's not quite as big a deal as Microsoft would have us believe. Python has actually been available as an Excel add-on for many years, and Python can be added to LibreOffice and OpenOffice. Those who knew about Python and wanted it already had installed it years ago. But having Python built into Excel will make it available to all users once it's out of beta. By the way, Python is a reference to Monty Python, the BBC television program, not the snake.
So my reference to a snake in the title on the website was a red herring. So this is a big deal because Python is a high-level programming language that's easy to learn and adds some surprisingly powerful features to Excel. I'm working on a more in-depth examination of Python in Excel and Python generally, so today's report is more of an introduction and a glance at the future. I'll start with a look at the past. Guido von Rossum developed Python starting in the late 1980s. The current version, Python 3, was released in 2008. It has become one of the primary languages used to teach programming, replacing BASIC, which was used in the early days of personal computers. Python code is easy to read. A Fibonacci sequence starts with the numbers 0 and 1, sums them, and then sums the result. So the sequence is 0, 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, 34, 55, 89, 144, and so on. This program can be easily written in Python, and you'll see an example of it on the TechBiter Worldwide website. In Excel, Python can be used to evaluate and summarize data, and it can create charts and other useful graphical representations of the data. The functionality is far more powerful than what's possible with Excel's built-in formulas, and ChatGPT can even be used to create the appropriate Python code until the user becomes familiar with coding in Python. And here I have to issue a warning. The user does need to be sufficiently familiar with the data to confirm that the code from ChatGPT is actually working as expected. Basic sanity checks are essential. If a formula that's intended to evaluate the average of 0, 25, 50, 75, and 100 returns 250, something clearly is wrong, and the human operator needs to recognize the error. As with any other programming language, the interpreter will catch syntax errors, but not logic errors. If you ask the wrong question, you will get the wrong answer. To use Python in Excel, join the Microsoft 365 Insider program and sign up for the beta channel. The next time an update runs, which may be several days or a week later, selecting the Formulas tab in Excel will display an Insert Python option. In Excel, Python includes a set of Python libraries. These currently include Mathplotlib, which creates publication-quality charts and figures, NumPy, which offers an array of processing for numbers, strings, records, and objects, Pandas, which offers structure and data analysis tools, Seaborn, a statistical data visualization library, and Stats Models for statistical computations and models. It's used with the SciPy library. Many other libraries are available for free download from Anaconda, and you'll find a link to Anaconda on the TechBiter Worldwide website, www.techbiter.com. Sometimes I mention that my preferred browser is Vivaldi because of its flexibility, but it is not my only browser. 
it's a good idea, I think, for everybody to have at least two and probably more browsers installed. Around the end of August, I wrote to a friend, and I quote here, I still consider Firefox to be my number two browser behind Vivaldi. Chrome is probably third, and the DuckDuckGo browser shows some promise. I'd like to say something nice about Edge. I really would, but Microsoft pushes it so violently that I just can't. Well, even so, Edge is still on my computer. Microsoft makes removing Edge exceedingly difficult, but it can be done. I do keep it. If you want to remove Edge from your computer, Tech Republic has an explanation of how to do it, and you'll find a link to their article on the TechBiter Worldwide website. But this segment is about using multiple browsers, not about removing browsers. And seriously, Edge is a decent browser, even though it asks users to make it the default every time it starts up. And this behavior cannot be changed easily. Most browsers simply have an option for this from the Settings menu, not Edge. To silence Edge's yammering, open the browser, and when Edge asks to be the default browser, click the Not Now button and close the browser. And here's the trick. You have to repeat that process two more times, and then Edge will stop asking, but only until it's updated. And updates happen frequently. For a more permanent solution, open Edge and type edge colon slash slash flags in the address bar. Press enter, search for show feature and workflow recommendations, and change the setting to disabled, then restart Edge. Does it seem that I have spent entirely too much time explaining how to fix a silly problem with Edge? Well, yes. But I still wouldn't uninstall Edge because it does honestly have some good features. If you have a favorite browser, you may wonder why you'd want to look for another, download it, and then install it, and maybe even use it. Well, using the same browser for work and play may lead to a browser with too many extensions, too many bookmarks, and too many pinned websites. Some browsers offer the ability to share settings between a user's computers and any mobile devices. This feature will probably come to most browsers eventually, but you might want one browser that offers this feature. Other browsers have put emphasis on security. The new DuckDuckGo browser, Vivaldi, Firefox, and Edge all have extra security measures. And some browsers, such as Edge, can read a website aloud. Most browsers still have unique features, or at least features that aren't yet universal. Side tabs, for example, instead of top tabs. Not all browsers offer full screen mode. Most browsers provide for extensions, but not all extensions are available for all browsers. Some browsers feel more responsive than others. Some browsers have powerful built-in features to block ads. If you visit a website that offers a limited number of free articles, visiting with a second browser will reset the counter. Websites that attempt to fingerprint browsers will be less successful if the user frequently switches from one browser to another. If you don't want to install multiple browsers, you can still get some of the benefits by creating multiple profiles and then switching between them at least for browsers that allow that. That's a more complicated option than using multiple browsers. For example, see Mozilla's article about creating multiple profiles in Firefox. You'll find a link on the TechBiter Worldwide website.
We can choose between many good browsers with welcome features, even though most browsers are based on Chrome. What differentiates Edge from Chrome, from Vivaldi, from Opera are features that developers have added atop the basics that come with Chrome. You can view 20 years ago on the TechBiter Worldwide website with any browser. This week's memory recalls the time in 2003 when Corel bet its future on an office suite that included WordPerfect. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide. I'm Bill Blinn. There's more on the website, techbiter.com, and if you have a question or a comment, use the contact link you'll find there. Stop by again next week for another session. <music>